Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad that you guys are with us. Today, I turned 27. Wow. That's right. 27. 27. I'm old. That is. That's mm-hmm. over a quarter of a century a of experience. Of a century. All bundled up into mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of my love languages is food. So... <laughs> If you want to reach out to me um, for my birthday, I love all baked goods. Um, just a couple restrictions. Uh, I don't enjoy coconuts. Um, or and, beans. Or beans. But hopefully you don't put beans in baked, baked goods. That would be really weird. So um, coconuts, that's really my limitation. So. May people ever love you according to your love language right. of food. That's right. <laughs> I'm not sure that's an official love language. Are you sure? It could be added to the list. It could be added to the list. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about how to share your testimony. Um, my pastor equipped me with mm-hmm. this ability within the first six months of when I was saved, yeah. and it helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason he equipped me was is that um, they were very passionate in the state of Washington, largely an unreached people group up there. Mm-hmm. That they were very passionate to see the next soul saved. Mm-hmm. And out of that passion and zeal to see the next soul saved, my pastor said, well, we just got re- we just gotten saved. He wanted to equip us to articulate your salvation. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference between experiencing salvation yeah. and the ability to articulate your experience of salvation. It's true. Many people experience God and experience salvation and experience the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the blessings of God, but never learn to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And articulating it is how others experience what you experienced. Mm-hmm. So um, one way to think about it is, is that God initiates the encounter, mm-hmm. which is one of our big three words, mm-hmm. is community encounter growth. That's right. But God initiates the encounter, but we practice and get better skillful at the articulation of the encounter. That's right. Now we don't want to fake the we don't want to we don't want to use our articulation to overblow the encounter, mm. but it is practice. Mm. What I'm saying yeah. is you it's, it's something you can get better at. Yeah, it's true. Is is so so this week we're gonna talk about how to share um, your testimony and um, people uh, use the Apostle Paul who really gave us the model of the testimony. It's true. And really, there's just a couple of simple parts. It's pretty simple to learn to do if you're willing to just practice practice it. So today is all about the very first step of your testimony. That is the model that the Apostle Paul gave us. We're going to be mm-hmm. reading from Acts 26. And this one is verse 9. Now, Paul is before great kings mm-hmm. and testifying before them. And the first thing he did in articulating his testimony was, go back and tell who I was Mm -hmm. before Christ. Yeah. Okay? So let's look at Paul, then let's go into some of the the, uh, details of how to do that. So in Paul's case, in Acts 26, 9, he says, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. So he's explaining to the people that he's giving his testimony to, I was one of those guys that lined up against Jesus and his people. I threw him in jail. 
I persecuted them, and I actually stood in as a witness as they killed a guy named mm. Stephen. <laughs> so yeah. uh, what he's, he, he's telling who he was. Now, the purpose of, tell, of starting your testimony with who I was is that you're telling it to somebody that is not where you're at yet, mm. and you're building a bridge to them to give hope mm. that they could begin to experience what you have experienced. Hmm. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to give a couple of principles Then I want to, let's to discuss a couple of problems that could come, you know, that we can help with this. Okay. Firstly, the first principle is don't magnify the past, but do make it plain. Hmm. So, so when I look at my past, I don't want to blow up how bad my past was and make it worse than it was just to try to get your attention. Yeah, it turns into the my sins are worse than your sins party. Yeah, Yeah. right. We don't want to go there. But we do want to make it plain enough Mm. for you to identify with me. Mm. Okay, you were... Lost as a goose in a hailstorm. You were as lost as a goose in a hailstorm. (laughs) There's hope for me because I am lost as a goose in a hailstorm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, and then second principle that I have in, in, in this part of the testimony, I'm going to start with who I was before I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to tell all, mm. but I need to do tell. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that phrase? I've please, never heard please, that. Do tell. Really? I've never heard that. I'm still in the shows. Or whatnot. Oh, please do tell. <laughs> what that means is... Come on, t- give me well, the dirty laundry. I've heard do tell. I've, I thought you were referring to tell all versus do tell. Oh, no, no, no. The, the do tell means tell me some of the dirty laundry. Uh, you do need to... I ex- believe the uh, kids call that spilling the tea. Oh, spilling the tea yeah, yeah, yeah. is the new thing. It's the new thing. Spilling the tea. That's how relevant I am as a youth pastor right there. What in the world is it doing... I mean, youth, That's how the, do they relate to spilling the tea? It's the stain. The stain on the clothes uh-huh. that their mom's the mad stain. at him about. Well, it's just the stain that tea does. Tea stains everything. Oh, so. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. No. So do spill the tea. Yeah. I'm not that relevant. I just know the basics of it. So so, <laughs> so here, here's one thing. In other words, what you want to do is go ahead and share some of your dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. But it may not be necessary to share all your dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. may be necessary to share portions of your dirty laundry, but the goal is to hone that Mm -hmm. specifically to help this person relate Mm -hmm. and say, oh, you had dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. I have dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. Oh, you pooped your pants. (laughs) My pants are currently poopy. (laughs) Uh, It's to help them Mm -hmm. identify because... The problem is, if you've been walking with the Lord, you're full of joy, you're full of peace, you're mm-hmm. full of power, you're, you're walking with God, you're getting blessed. People see you as this mm-hmm. blessed person, mm-hmm. but they don't see you as you were. Mm. So the goal of the testimony, if, if starting with who I was, is to, is to, is to help people relate mm-hmm. so that it gives them hope, yeah. right? Yeah. So tell who you were. Now, let's get into some of the problems. A lot of people are raised in church. Mm. That's a great thing. We That's love that. But it, they don't have the Apostle Paul's level mm. of experience of, I was killing Christians, and then I got saved. It's true. So you were raised in church. I was raised in church. How do you deal with this, mm. talking about who I was, and then who cried you know, before the yeah. encounter? Yeah. Well, um, the main thing that I like to 
to emphasize when I do it was because I accepted Christ at such a young age, there was not a lot of opportunity for me to deal with life struggles previous to Christ. Right. So the way I'm able to articulate it to people um, is it's not just that God saves you from what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's that God saves you from what you are going to do. Mm. And so God knew that when I made that decision that I was going to follow Christ, Mm -hmm. even though I had no idea the struggles that I would face, Mm -hmm. that Jesus had already paid for that. Mm. He had already paid for that. Now, Now I look back at some of the things that I've done in my life and I'm like, why on earth did he take me when I was seven? Mm. If he knew the things that I was going to do even after I mm. had accepted him, mm-hmm. that's just how far his grace extends. Okay. That's how that's how far his love goes. And so that, I feel, really helps a lot of people because they find themselves in that position. Right. And then they wonder, well, did God just save me as I was as a seven-year-old? Mm-hmm. Or does this salvation extend mm-hmm. to what is going on through my life? Right. And so... It does extend. It covers those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives people, it g- gave me confidence to know. It, it almost makes it more real. Because I think everybody would say they don't want their children to experience the level of suffering that they had to right. experience sure. before mm-hmm. they knew right. Christ. Yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe, you know, you came to Christ at 20 or mm-hmm. an older age or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you want your kid to come to Christ when they're five, six, or seven. Right. That's yes. what you want. Right. Um, but you have to give them and instill in them that confidence that even when they mess up, they have a God that they can turn to. Yeah. And that's been my experience. I have a, I had a God that I could turn to. So that's going to give the person who needs Christ mm-hmm. hope. And trust me, if a person doesn't have Christ, Mm -hmm. they have no hope. Or a person has fallen away from Christ, they have no hope, and you need to give them hope to latch on to. And and that's the first part of them getting saved. So let me just make it practical from my own experience. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking to a person that is struggling with depression, when I'm going in, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with, yeah, you know, uh, even though I had a good family, I really was depressed all the time. And then when I received Christ and he became my savior, he began a journey where he taught me how to live in joy. And um, now I live with joy every day. Mm-hmm. In other words, that I was depressed like you, mm-hmm. but now I'm a person full of joy. Okay. Mm-hmm. If a person's struggling with um, anxiety, yeah, I used to worry about making the wrong decisions all the time. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fears. But then I received Christ, and the first emotion that I experienced was peace. Mm-hmm. And you know, now that peace just rules my heart. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I, yeah. So I'm, I'm starting with who I was. Yeah. Now let me go with what you just said. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm trying to help a person that is struggling with drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, in my case, I'm very grateful that Jesus saved me mm-hmm. right as I was starting to dive in into drugs. I was Mm -hmm. about to jump into the lake of drugs, Mm -hmm. but that's when Jesus saved me. Yeah. So I didn't have to go through the, I got into drugs and had to get back out. Mm -hmm. He saved me right as I was about to jump in. Okay. So he saved me from a future sin in that way. Mm -hmm. So my testimony might go something like this to that person. You know, 
I understand because um, when I was 15, I was about to jump mm. head in over heels to drugs. A lot of my friends were doing drugs, mm. and they were some of the most accepting people that I had in my life. And I was very interested and really about to go into that. And that's when Jesus mm. appeared to me in my room. Yeah. And I received Jesus, and he delivered me from yeah. that. Yeah. And he will deliver you as well. See, so I'm, so I'm giving yeah. them something to identify with mm-hmm. that gives them hope. That's good. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, God mm-hmm. wants to use you as a vessel to yeah. reach out to yeah. people that are lost or fallen away or yeah. hurting or need a restart with God. Yeah. What you want to do is the more you will work on your testimony and yeah. develop the skill, God yeah. will provide opportunities for you to yeah. to reach out to that person. And one last example that that has always been really helpful for me is Peter. Yeah. Peter is such a great example of what repentance looks like and what looks like when you mess up after you know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so you look, um, I think it's at the end of John, um, and Peter denied Jesus three times. Well, that shows that there was a process of sin in his life. Well, there was also a process of forgiveness and repentance right. that Jesus didn't just offer to him once. He offered to him three times mm-hmm. to get back to that relationship with Jesus. Now, right. the reality is, is that Jesus never left him, mm-hmm. but Peter had to go to, through, that, uh, through that process to get back to where he was at in Jesus. And it's just a confidence that even when you're messing up, he is right there. And he's ready to offer you that repentance. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would like to challenge you as we close. I would I challenge you to go back and articulate, start articulating, start working on your ability to articulate mm-hmm. who you were mm-hmm. before Jesus transformed you. Start with that small small step. Can you articulate who you were before Jesus transformed you? That's the first part of your testimony. Thank you for joining us today. Abundant Life Church is committed to being a church of home groups. To get involved in a home group, please call our office at 417-881-1532 or visit our website at Abundant.us to learn how. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in person or on YouTube for amazing encounters with God.